That's occurred over the last past four years of nightmare, and I want to stay optimistic and hopeful about the direction that we're headed in. There always seems to be some obstacles that stand in that way. Some of the ones that have really stuck in my mind lately is one, the situation around the filibuster and all the turmoil that has gone around, particularly in the Republican-leaning states, about voting rights. And I'll add to that two senators that have really kind of gotten on my nerves lately, and that is Christine Sinema from Arizona and Joe Manchin from West Virginia. Okay, so I'm going to start off with Christine Sinema and what really bugged me was when they were voting on getting the wage minimum wage put to $15 an hour her little parade out front with her thumbs down really got on my nerves I thought that was so obnoxious and what's ironic about it was back on March 11th in 2014 she put out a tweet that said a full-time minimum wage earner makes less than 16k a year this one's a no-brainer tell Congress to hashtag raise the wage so my question to Senator Cinema is how much money did you bring in to your little political coffers uh, by posting that tweet? Was that your idea of being able to raise money for yourself and your campaign by supposedly be in support of raising the minimum wage? But when reality set in, you happened to parade up in front of the Senate and give that thumbs down. Incredibly obnoxious. Was that supposed to be your John McCain imitation? If it was, it was pretty poor and very insensitive. And then there's her stand on the filibuster. Cinema released a statement not too long ago that said, I have long said I oppose eliminating the filibuster for votes on legislation. Retaining the legislative filibuster is not meant to impede the things we want to get done. Rather, it's meant to protect what the Senate was designed to be. I believe the Senate has a responsibility to put politics aside and fully consider debate and reach compromise on legislative issues that will affect all Americans. Therefore, I support the 60-vote threshold for all Senate actions. Debate on bills should be a bipartisan process that takes into account the views of all Americans, not just those of one political party. Okay, so under ideal situation, that may be true. But if you look at what's been happening in both the House and the Senate recently, you're not getting this kind of discussion or debate. And if you want to talk about taking the views of all Americans, if you look at recent pollings and the support that Biden got for the passage of the rescue plan and his support around how he's done with the coronavirus, the Senate and House Republicans aren't following what the American point of view is. They've created their own view that no matter what is 
put forth by the Democrats, they're going to oppose it. And their only chief responsibility at this stage is to suppress the vote and complain about the situation at the border. So how can you have a reasonable debate when the people that you're trying to debate with aren't reasonable? And if you look at the situation that's happened in Arizona, particularly with them trying to suppress the vote through the Republican legislature in Arizona, how could you possibly support the filibuster when you know there aren't going to be any Republicans that come out and support SR1 for voting rights? And I would ask the same thing of Joe Manchin especially after a report that was put out on March 29th by The New Yorker, they were able to obtain a private conference call on January 8th between policy advisor to Senator Mitch McConnell and the leaders of several prominent conservative groups, including one led by the Koch brothers. When presented with a very neutral description of H.R. 1, People were generally supportive. Um, and the, the most worrisome part, which Grover mentioned at the very beginning of his presentation, is that conservatives were actually as supportive as the general public was when they read the neutral description of H.R. 1. There's a large, very large chunk of conservatives who um, um, are supportive of, of, of these types of efforts. H.R. 1 stops billionaires from buying elections. Um, unfortunately, we found that that is a winning message um, for both, um, you know, the general public and also conservatives. Um, you know, that simple message, but far and away was resonated with people. And, and, you know, when they had to compare that message versus tons of other ones, they were most persuaded by that. And they found that to be most convincing and most, you know, riled them up the most. So, as stated, when this bill is explained in neutral terms, people on both sides support it. But the Senate Republicans are going to do everything in their power, including utilizing a filibuster, to try to suppress the vote. Why? Because they know they can't win unless they suppress the vote. It was even an argument that Arizona brought up in front of the Supreme Court. It's even something that Trump has mentioned in the past, is that you allow people to vote, Republicans can't win. So instead of using their energy to look for ways to garner support in votes, they look to suppress votes because they know their agenda is not for the people, it's for mostly themselves and the top 1%. So you take this recent report from the New Yorker and you put it together with what happened in Georgia last week especially seeing Governor Kemp with the six white guys standing by him with a picture of a slave plantation behind him it just made me think how could this possibly be happening in the year 2021 this would be if this was an old black and white crinkled up picture you would think it was something that happened back in the early 1900s where they were voting to looking to find ways to suppress any vote. Given what happened in Georgia and this report that was put out in this recording that was put out by the New Yorker, I would ask these two senators, how in the world could you support the filibuster now, knowing that anything that is trying to do to help people in this country is going to be denied through the filibuster to get passed by the Republicans. I particularly point this out in reference to Joe Manchin, 
who I kind of call the Mitch McConnell of the Democratic Party. I think with the situation around the filibuster now, I think that Joe Manchin has let this all go to his head, and now he feels as if he holds all the power. Now remember, this is a man who also speaks out against any type of gun control. He doesn't want background check. Even though around 90% of people in this country support some kind of gun control legislation, Joe Manchin stands apart and will not support it. Instead, he thinks he has a way of working things out and getting things done around gun control. Last time he tried that with Pat Toomey, another senator, a Republican senator, matter of fact, from Pennsylvania and utterly failed in his proposal. So my question to Joe Manchin is, what have you really done besides stand in the way of what people want in this country? And once again, you're standing in the way of what people want in this country. As mentioned previously, when a study was done, they found that most people, both conservative, those in the middle, and those on the liberal side, all support the protection of voters' rights. And when it comes to passing SR1, you know the Republicans aren't going to support it for obvious reasons. They can't win if people go out and vote. So it's time for Joe Manchin and Christine Cinema to realize that we need this bill to be passed. And you're not going to do it with the filibuster in place. And one final thing I'll mention regarding voting and the situation in Georgia. If you recall last summer with the protest Black Lives Matter and the people that came out in support of that, and even the companies that came out and supported it and put out these little ads placed in newspapers, in magazines, online, etc., in support of that, it's very easy to just kind of have something written up on a piece of paper or displayed on some visual media platform. It's another thing to back up your words or your fancy ads with action. And so far, what I've seen from large corporations out of Georgia, they have failed to replace words with action. It's time for them to step up to the plate. As the saying goes, actions speak louder than words. So I hope we're able to find a way to eliminate the filibuster, to pass S1, and to move forward in assuring that democracy continues in this country. Or maybe for the first time to truly have a democratic society where every vote counts and everybody can vote. We'll see what happens.